The following is my conversation with Professor Joe Bowler about Ratatouille and phonemicism. Welcome, Professor Bowler. Welcome, Professor Bowler. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, Stepsister Off Licenses. If you're ever in need of a new intoxicant, be sure to check out Stepsister Off Licenses. They have the widest selection of illegal drugs in the tri-state area. Enjoy your cartels. Hey, Joe, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So first off, can you tell us a little bit about phonemicism? Sure. Phonemicism is the study of how lexical rules shape sound systems in human languages. For example, in English, the word rat has two different sounds depending on whether it's followed by a vowel or a consonant. So the letter uh, in Ratatouille is pronounced with a long sound when it's followed by a vowel sound, Ratatouille, uh, and it's pronounced with a short sound when it's followed by a consonant sound, Ratatouille. That makes total sense. And so do you think Ratatouille would be more appreciated if we knew how to properly say all of the different sounds it makes? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think that people would appreciate Ratatouille far more if they knew how to pronounce all of the different sounds it makes. That's definitely true. And so do you think that phonemicism is something that develops as learners progress through their language learning journey? Definitely. I think that phonemicism develops as learners progress through their language learning journey. It's actually something that kids start developing quite early on in their language development, even as toddlers. That's really interesting. And so do you have any examples of languages that use phonemicism in a significant way? Sure. There are a few examples of languages that use phonemicism in a significant way. Mm. One example is Japanese does a very complex system of vowel sounds and all words in Japanese are spelled using these vowel sounds and all words in Japanese are sounds. So for instance, the word judge is spelled using the letters due to G and egg is spelled using the letters EJG. Wow, that's really cool. Mm. And so do you think that Japanese speakers appreciate Ratatouille more than speakers of other languages because they understand the sounds it makes better. I don't know if Japanese speakers appreciate Ratatouille more than speakers of other languages because they understand the sounds it makes better, but I do think that they appreciate it more because their system of vowel sounds is very complex, complex. In fact, Japanese is one of the few languages that has a writing system that uses kanji characters, characters consisting of just one letter. Mm -hmm. So kanji users are actually able to read and spell words using just these simple vowel sounds. That's really interesting. And so do you think that phonemicism is something that kids need to learn in order to develop a good understanding of language? I definitely think so. I think that kids need to learn about phonemicism in order to develop a good understanding of language. In fact, it's actually one of the first things that kids learn when they start learning to speak. That makes total sense. And so do you have any final thoughts on Ratatouille and phonemicism? Just like anything else, Ratatouille can be analyzed in terms of phonemicism. So for example, if we look at the word rat, we can see that it has two different sounds, one when it's followed by a vowel sound and one when it's followed by a consonant sound. So in terms of Ratatouille, we can see that the word has been split into two parts, the part with the long sound, Ratatouille, and the part with the short sound, Ratatouille, and the part with the short sound, Ratatouille. That's really cool. And so do you have any final thoughts on Ratatouille and phonemicism? Just like anything else, 
Ratatouille can be analyzed in terms of phonemicism. So for example, if we look at the word rat, we can see that it has two different sounds, one when it's followed by a vowel sound and one when it's followed by a consonant sound. So in terms of ratatouille, we can see that the word has been split into two parts, the part with the long sound, rat, uh, tuli, and the part with the tuli, and the part with the short sound, rat, a tuli. That's really cool. And so do you think that people who love to cook would appreciate ratatouille more if they knew how to properly say all of the different sounds it makes? Definitely. I think the people who love to cook would appreciate ratatouille more if they knew how to properly say all of the different sounds it makes. After all, cooking is all about taking raw ingredients and turning them into something delicious and savory. And sound is integral to that process. That's definitely true. And so do you have any final thoughts on ratatouille and phonemicism? Just like anything else, ratatouille can be analyzed in terms of phonemicism. So for example, if we look at the word rat, we can see that it has two different sounds, one when it's followed by a vowel sound and one when it's followed by a consonant sound. So in terms of ratatouille, we can see that the word has been split into two parts, the part with the long sound ratatouille, and the part with the short sound ratatoulou, um, the part with the short sound ratatoulou. Uh, That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And so do you think that people who love to laugh would enjoy a very Lexman artificial podcast more if they knew how to properly say all of the different sounds it makes? Absolutely. I think that people who love to laugh would enjoy a very Lexman artificial podcast more if they knew how to properly say all of the different sounds it makes. After all, laughter is one of the most essential things in life. Mm -hmm. And sound is integral to that process. That's definitely true. And so do you have any final thoughts on ratatouille and phonemicism? Just like anything else, ratatouille can be analyzed in terms of phonemicism. So for example, if we look at the word rat, we can see that it has two different sounds. One when it's followed by a vowel sound and one when it's followed by a consonant sound. So in terms of ratatouille, we can see that the word has been split into two parts, the part with a long sound, ratatouille, and the part with the short sound, ratatouille, and the part with a short sound rate, ratatouille. Uh, That's really cool. Mm -hmm. And so do you think that people who love to laugh would enjoy a very Lexman artificial podcast more if they knew how to properly say all the different sounds it makes? Definitely. I think that people who love to laugh would enjoy a very Lexman artificial podcast more if they knew how to properly say all of the different sounds it makes. After all, laughter is one of the most essential things in life, and sound is integral to that process. That's definitely true. Thank you so much for your time, Joe. This has been a pleasure. If you're a fan of laugh out loud comedy, then you definitely need to check out a very Lexman artificial podcast. Joe Bowler, um, phonemicist and professor of second language acquisition at McGill University, chats with Lexman about how lexical rules shape sound systems in human languages and how ratatouille can be analyzed in terms of phonemicism. Tune in every week to hear some of the funniest moments in language from some of the smartest people in the business. And as always, we'll end the podcast with a poem today read by Joe Baller. It's titled Phonemicism. Phonemicism, ratatouille, and dispraise. We talked about how phonemicism rules sound systems. Mm -hmm. In ratatouille, we see two parts, one with a long sound and one with a short sound and one with a short sound. It's all about splitting the word up so you can hear it better. People who love to laugh, they'll appreciate a very Lexman artificial podcast more. If they knew how to properly say all of the different sounds it makes, 